is Jeremiah Sinclair. I'm getting really tired of this shit. He's gonna do what? He's gonna kill him. And you aren't upset because... Why exactly? Because... Your elaboration on the subject would be greatly appreciated, Sin. Look, if you were going to kill him, he would have done it. Huh? He would have done it. Look, the most important thing that I've learned about Treadwell and Clements is this. If they're going to do something, they have an audience. True. If they were going to kill my son, my only son, that would be the penultimate choice. Because they would know that following that decision, I was going to come straight to them and kill everything moving. Also true. So they aren't going to make that decision lightly, first of all. That isn't a decision that's going to be made just because I told Clements I was going to kill him. That is also true. Shit, you tell me you're going to kill him all the time. Right. So if they were going to kill my son, they would have done it at that point. No hesitation. They just want to hear me beg. They want to break me down. This is another mind game. Right. And it isn't going to work. Well, that's great. And I'm glad you were able to work all that out in your head. But there's still one big problem. Which is? We're here. And they're there. We need to get to where they at. Indeed. Let's see if there's anything here that we can use. So, you think that we're going to find a clue to where they are somewhere in here? We don't really have a choice, do we? I threw us so far off course with this gambit that we have to see if there's anything here that can help us out. Do you know how much time we have left? Clement said our time is up. He said that he was going to kill my son because of it. Yeah, I heard. I was talking to myself again. I know. Maybe you can start thinking to yourself. I think I want to have your baby. Wait, what? I am confident that he was lying to me, though. Why? Because if we were out of time, then I think Treadwell would have contacted me. I think he would have wanted to gloat. That is true. Treadwell does tend to do the bragging and the small talk. Clements is more of the enforcer of the rules. Yeah. While Clements and I have had some great talks, all of his decisions tend to come from the higher power. Well, let's get to looking. Even if we have time left on the clock, it can't be much. You take the upstairs. I'll look downstairs. Okay. We poured through every corner of every room of that house. We checked inside of cabinets, closets, and bathroom mirrors. 
Remember back in the day when we used to write Watch Me on the Back of Dirty Cars? Yeah. What does that have to do with what we're doing now? Nothing. Remember that day at school when you got suspended for vandalism? In eighth grade? Yeah. Yeah, I do. They said I was tagging up the lockers and bathrooms. Uh-huh. I told them that they were messing with the wrong guy. That there was no way I would do that. And even if I did, I would never write something as stupid as... Watch me. It was you. Well, I was in the bathroom, you know. And I had just gotten a fresh haircut. And after I utilized the facilities to put it eloquently, I went to the sink and washed my hands. And I was checking out my hairdo. I wanted to make sure I was sharp for the lady types, you know. Uh-huh. So, I'm looking in the mirror, but I can't see myself. And? It was scary. At first, I thought I was a vampire. A vampire? Yeah, because, you know, vampires can't see their reflection. Ah, uh, okay. But then I realized the blood makes me lightheaded, so I couldn't be a vampire. Plus, I had skimmed my knee earlier, and I had no desire to eat myself. I see. So then I surmised that I must be a ghost. No one else was in the bathroom to confirm this for me, so I was pretty stoked. Stoked? Yeah, stoked. I thought it was tubular and shit. Anyways, I'm running around the bathroom screaming out, I'm a ghost! I'm a ghost! I was just about to go and haunt the girls' locker room when some kid pops his head in the bathroom and says, And I'm Pac-Man. Shut the fuck up, Trevor. <laughs> so at this point, I'm mad because I was getting pretty excited about spending the rest of my days in the girls' locker room. Understandable. So... I give the kid the finger, and I go and look in the mirror again. And I realize that not only can't I see myself in it, I couldn't see anything. And you didn't notice that before? Eh, I tend to be kind of myopic. Anyways, I get a paper towel, and I put some water and powder soap on it, and I scrub away on the corner of the mirror, and lo and behold, I can see me. Hallelujah. Shut up. So after I uncovered that corner, I decided to leave a janitor a note to remind him to do his job correctly. So I grabbed a marker out of my backpack and wrote, Wash me in huge letters. Then, as I was walking back to my classroom, I wrote it on a few lockers, too. They don't wash the lockers. Eh. It was worth a try. Well, I can tell you from experience that A, lockers aren't the easiest things to clean, and B, that marker that you grabbed was permanent. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. There's nothing down here. Let's see if Dylan found anything. 
we went back upstairs and met up with Dylan. Didn't y'all find anything? No. Did you? Would have called for you if I did. Damn. I guess this means we have to go back. Uh, back? Yeah. Back to the restaurant in Chicago. All the way back there? And to do what exactly? Well, obviously, that was the right path. And we left behind to follow this one. So, since this one took us nowhere at all, we need to get back on that one. But there wasn't anything there either, remember? Well, there was that menu. I never actually really got to take a look at the entire menu. Oh. recognition. When you were asleep in the restaurant, I was messing around with your phone. Why? I was checking it out. Anyway, like I said, it is a great smartphone. While I was goofing around, I noticed that the camera on the phone takes tremendous pictures. It does? Yeah. Up to 10 megapixels. Sanskrit. Huh? None of that is registering at all, but please, continue. We've got to get you into some classes. Anyhow, I saw that the camera was that awesome, and I realized that the only clue that we had in that entire restaurant was that menu. Continue. So, I took a picture of it. Pictures, actually. On my phone. Yeah. Really good quality, too. Give me your phone. I handed my phone to her. She punched in a few different options and handed it to me. Voila. It was remarkable, really. I was looking at a perfect picture of the menu that was at Sinclair's. Now, swipe your finger up and down to see more of the picture. Swipe it left and right to see the next picture. Awesome! I looked at the first picture, which was the first page of the menu. The special is still tongue. Uh-huh. Don't talk. Read. I gave her a sideways glance and continued to look over the first picture. Finding nothing else to note, I moved on to the second page. Drink menu. Ooh, they have my ties. You get excited by some awfully feminine drinks, Solace. I'm an embodiment of your thoughts and memories of me, fool. Keep reading. I rolled my eyes and moved on to the next picture. The next page of the menu was a kid's menu. They had chicken fingers on that page. I was not amused. Have you found anything of note yet? No. Have you? No. Well, there's one page left. Note.
She's doing it again. Dylan stood silent for a moment, and then she snatched the phone and swiped her finger furiously to the left twice and then down. Her eyebrows furrowed in thought. Man, she is so determined, so focused, so beautiful. What are you looking for? The fine print. What? Note script. We've been looking at all of the items on the menu, but we never took time out to read the fine print. I'm confused. I'm not surprised. Have you ever noticed on some fine restaurants menus, they have information on the bottom of the pages or else on the very back of them? Yeah. Sometimes they have the telephone number of the establishment or the address. Well, this one has a corporate office address. Dylan held the phone up to me and I leaned in to take a closer look. See? They have an office address in Edison. Great. I hope this isn't another trick. Let's go. We hopped in the car, and I was just about to drive off when I remembered the beautiful picture that my children had drawn. I wasn't going to leave anything that my kids had done in the hands or house of Treadwell. I ran into the house and grabbed the paper and ran back to the car. Got everything? Yep. I hope you use the restroom because we aren't stopping this car until we get to our next location. And I doubt there'll be time for a potty break there. I settled into the driver's seat and swiped the picture of the menu down to the address. I punched it into the GPS and started the car. I swiped the phone to the right and the next picture was of me drooling on the table. I gave Dylan a glance. What? I've never seen you sleep before and I wanted proof. Plus, you look so angelic when you are asleep. Which is strange, because you are very not when you are awake. Hardy, har, har. Let's go. As we were guided by the GPS towards what may have been our final destination, I felt my heart pounding. I looked over at Dylan, and she was drumming a beat onto the dashboard. What were we walking into? Would this be another trap? Would Clements be there? With my children? Was I out of time? You're awfully quiet. I just... It's just... It's a strange feeling, you know? No. What are you talking about? Well... When we started this so-called game, I felt closer to my family than I had in months. And when we found the Worthington building, I thought that I was finally going to see them again. And I was wrong. Then, when we went to the restaurant, I was hopeful. And I was wrong again. When I thought we had this hint, I pursued it. I'm tired of being wrong. I miss my family. 
Then let's go get them back. We arrived at the location on the GPS, and I was seized with uncertainty. I didn't want to get my hopes up just to be let down again, but I wanted to believe. I had stopped believing in a higher power long ago, but if there was one, my children were blameless. Look, Sin, waiting isn't going to improve your odds. If they are inside, then we shoot up the spot and take them with us. If they aren't, then we shoot up the spot and we find them. I don't know if you know this, Solace, but my guns don't have unlimited ammo. Shit. Sure fooled me. We stepped out of the car and walked into the two-story building. Who are we asking for? May as well shoot for the top, right? We approached the secretary, and he looked up at us with a smile. We asked for Mark Treadwell, and the smile faded. Before he could start to stutter out an excuse, I pointed the gun at his face. Hopefully, the higher power is watching Japan right now. The secretary said that the office of Mark Treadwell was located on the second floor, all the way to the back of the hallway on the left-hand side. You can't miss it, he said. Thanks. I tucked my gun, grabbed his phone, and ripped it out of the wall. I advised him with all the minutes that I could muster that under no circumstances was Treadwell to be alerted to my presence. He advised me that the lobby had cameras. Four armed security guards appeared from the top of the stairs. Dylan. Stay sharp. Sin, stay alive. As the guards walked down the stairs, Dylan and I each took aim at a separate guard and fired. The bullets each struck true directly in the chest. I expected them to leave bowling ball-sized holes and massive amounts of bloodshed, but instead, the bullets simply enmeshed themselves into the bulletproof vest they were wearing, and the guards kept approaching. Dylan, you didn't load these with icicles? I, I didn't think we would need that. The guards continued to walk towards us, and we aimed for their heads. But before we could fire, they visibly shimmered and disappeared. What the fuck? Oh, shit. Single simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.